disrupted. Um, the actions that were happening recently, we were doing station work. There's hundreds of guys that got laid off. Was that Tuesday? Yes, a lot of them live in Wisconsin. Yes. That's an important point to know. And uh, to have a project of this magnitude canceled, it's it's going to hurt a lot of people, a lot of families, uh, a lot of communities. The, the Keystone is something that's we've been trying to build for a decade now, and uh, uh, it's been a, a really hot political, uh, you know, fight. Uh, but we finally got started on it this year. I was working in Nebraska building uh, a pump station. But, uh, you know, as soon as the, the new administration came in on day one, they decided they want to put 11,000 people out of work. You know, basically, it was the moment that he signed uh, the executive order. You know, it was about 2 o'clock Thursday when we were told that we're not going to progress any further. But we took a couple of days packing our stuff up, and uh, we actually got laid off Friday. And I'll be taking my unemployed self back to Arkansas in the morning. Because of the situation the country's in right now, uh, this is not a time to be making political statements. Uh, we need to be finding ways to put more Americans back to work, not the other way around. Uh, so I was, I was very surprised. More good-paying union jobs will be created in the context of the climate and infrastructure work that we have before us uh, than uh, has been impacted by other decisions. So for those workers, the answer is somebody else will get a job? The answer is that we are very eager to see those workers continue to be employed in good-paying union jobs, even if they might be different ones. It's not that easy, you know what I mean? And I don't consider this a job. I consider it a career, and you spend a lifetime, you know, fine-tuning your skills and, and advancing yourself. And you go start another job, you're starting at the bottom and trying to work your way up. And we're not talking about men and women that are just out of high school, just starting out in life. We're talking about people that have mortgage payments. Uh, they've got kids to feed, insurance to provide. Uh, when you start over in life, uh, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Uh, I doubt that these politicians uh, would like it if someone told them to go start over and find a different job. Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Biden's executive order, immediate impact on the economy, you automatically put 11,000 people plus out of work. Good job on that one. Great first day as a president. What an idiot. Not only is he getting backlash from the people that work for the Keystone Pipeline, but because he suspended permits for oil and gas on federal lands, the Ute tribe that produces 45,000 barrels of oil daily as well as natural gas, you just put at least 1,000 of their workers immediately out of work. So Mr. Biden, who claims to be so in tune with the minority population, be it Hispanic, Native American, African American, he sure knows how to take care of them. He takes good care of them by putting them out of work and making it harder on them. And while they're out of work trying to collect unemployment in these times where jobs are scarce as it is because of their ridiculous COVID sham, since we're no longer producing our own oil and you're going to start purchasing it from other countries for some stupid reason, gas prices are going to go through the roof. So let's financially strain them as much as possible. Why don't we? What a great idea. Idiot, sleepy-eyed Joe. He's really started his presidency off with a bang, huh? Fox News reported, not that anybody's too fond of Fox News these days, but Fox News reported from the Federal Register that 
Executive orders in the first three days of their presidencies. Bill Clinton had one. George Bush had zero. Barack Obama had five. Trump had one. And Joe Biden so far is the big winner with 19 in his first three days. Funny that they called Trump a dictator, right? When Trump only put one into place, whereas Joe Biden has completely decimated his opponents with 19 in the first three days. You think he's in a little bit of a hurry to try to reverse every single thing that Trump did that actually did make America greater again. And he wants to revert us back to the Obama era when we were in a depressed state as a country. Good job, Joe. You're really doing a great job. Your first uh, week or two, you've done a fantastic job completely dismantling this place. There's been a, it's been a busy few days. News-wise, I've said this before, and I know I'm repeating myself here. However, um, news has been insane. You just can't keep up with all of it. The news has been coming from every direction all around the world. (laughs) And I sure am trying to keep up with everything, but it is not the easiest job, let me tell you. Um, I did see Kaylee ended up landing a deal with Fox News, so she's going to be a contributor there, so that's good for her. She went from speaker to Fox News. It's probably beneficial more for Fox News than it is for her because they suck right now, so she might end up helping them out a little bit with their ratings. She was good, man, and I I sure liked when she would talk because she didn't take no nonsense from anybody, and she stood firm with what she believed, and you couldn't outwit her. The uh, new press secretary, on the other hand, not so much. I'm going to play a little clip from her. She can't even begin to explain when Donald Trump banned other countries from coming here as far as COVID is concerned. Joe Biden was saying he was xenophobic. And now Joe Biden has put the bans back in place. She's trying to explain how one is xenophobic and the other is not. So here's her take on it. Just one more about the announcement you made off the top about the travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. When President Trump was imposing travel restrictions in March, specifically on China, then candidate Biden called it xenophobic and fear-mongering. So now President Biden is putting travel restrictions on people coming in from other countries. What word do we use to describe that? Well, I don't think that's quite a fair articulation. Uh, the president has been clear that he felt the Muslim ban was xenophobic. He overturned the Muslim ban. Uh, he also, though, has uh, supported, um, and he himself, even before, or we did, I should say, even before he was inaugurated, steps, uh, travel restrictions in order to keep the American people safe, uh, to ensure that uh, we are getting the pandemic under control. That's been part of his policy. But he was critical of the former president for having a policy that was not more comprehensive than travel restrictions. And he conveyed at the time and more recently the importance of having a multifaceted approach, mask wearing, vaccine distribution, funding in order to uh, get 100 million shots in the arms of Americans in the first 100 days, not just travel restrictions. (laughs) These people are a joke. What is the difference? What is the difference? How much safer can you make it than basically just don't, you know, if you're that country's outbreak and don't come here? You can't not allow to come here until you guys get it under control. But Joe Biden did the same thing. Oh, no, of course, he's not xenophobic because he's a Democrat, right? I mean, you know, hey, they can get away with anything. Um, and as far as the Muslim goes, he only banned the countries that harbor terrorists. Out of the, what, 50 Muslim nations that they have, he banned, what, five or six that are the ones that 
literally all the terrorists are coming out of. So, oh, God forbid, what a bad man he is. He didn't want, I don't know, any more tragic situations like 9-11 happening. Oh, and while we're clearing things up, as far as the military goes, Biden reversing Trump's executive order for transgenders in the military. To better explain this, because everybody thinks, oh God, Trump didn't let transgenders in the military. That's not how it went at all, not even close. Okay, If you were transgender and you're in the military, you're more than welcome to be there. In his executive order, they noticed a growing trend of people going into the military to then get their conversion therapy and their surgeries that can cost anywhere, depending, I guess, if you want to go first stage or final stage, 30 to $120,000 and do the conversion inside the military under taxpayers' dimes. So we're paying for your personal choices in life. That's not the way this works. You don't join the military to go do that just so Uncle Sam will pay for it because Uncle Sam doesn't have money. It comes out of all of us. So we're paying for it. So we're paying for your life choices. And that's not the way it should be. So he put a band on if you come in, whatever you are, you are. And if you want to do the conversion afterwards, fine. But you're not doing it on a taxpayer dime. And I personally don't see the problem with that. Not to mention, if they're going under the conversion uh, surgeries and therapy and everything else, 99% of the time, they're out of the military because they're dealing with their medical stuff. So you're not even serving the country. You literally jumped on board to have your surgery to jump back out when you're done. And that's not right because we all pay for that. So I don't see how that's fair to us as taxpayers that our money is going towards something like an elective surgery. You know, if you get hurt in battle, no problem. You're protecting us. Take good care of them. But for something, you know, hey, I want to go over there and get my nose done. No, sorry. You don't get paid for that. And same thing applies to the transgender. No, you don't get to change your gender on our dime because it's your choice to have that surgery. Negative on that. Also, just the news reported that uh, Mike Lindell, my pillow guy, love Mike Lindell. (laughs) He sure does fight hard for America. God bless him. Anyways, he uh, basically let out the possibility that he may run for governor of Minnesota and said that Trump would endorse him if he did do it. Now, Trump obviously has not responded to this yet, but he did say Trump would endorse him. I guess they had had some previous conversations via what is said in the article. Uh, He did not say for sure, but I guess hinted towards there's a possibility of it. I don't think it'd be a bad move. I mean, he is a success as a businessman. He's got his priorities straight. He's got a good head on his shoulders. And, you know, with Trump's backing, I don't think that'd be bad. But, you know, Minnesota, you might be getting a a real famous governor here shortly. Depends on how he feels in 2022. We'll see. I do know that in the article, he did allude to if they don't fix the voting machines and the problems we're having with all the voting, what would be the point? Because, you know, it's almost a guaranteed loss anyways. Uh, If they can get that all under control, then he'd be uh, for it. So. We'll see what Mike ends up doing with his uh, future. He may His future may not be just pillows. It may be in government. We'll see. Quick side note, you do know Twitter decided to ban Mike Lindell from Twitter, so he's no longer on Twitter either. Twitter's just taking everybody out, man. Machine Gun Kelly for real. They're just <laughs> eliminating everybody. It's so bad that in a BrettBart.com uh, report, Poland is standing up for Americans against big tech censorship. 
Uh, Poland's deputy justice minister has called on the U.S. to protect every citizen from big tech censorship on social media platforms. So, you know, the rest of the world has a real interest in what we're doing over here because they all know the one thing that any sensible American knows. If we fall, you all go with us. So they're on the same path we're on. They're trying to protect us for free speech, freedom of speech. And these tech giants think that they are the rulers and that they can silence any of us at any time. And that should not be that way. Our First Amendment right is free speech and and it needs to stay that way. Greg Jarrett posted from his uh, website, thegregjarrett.com. Trump's declassified memos prove that FBI gave Clinton campaign a pass on foreign donors. Uh, not only did they give her a pass, but they were giving her intel briefings at the end of 2015. Now, I know this is late news because we're so far in the future and our problems have changed quite a bit, but this just is another building block of the two-tiered system that we have in place and why it was so difficult for Trump to be in the position he was in and to show you how successful he was, it's even greater than you could ever imagine. All these people against them from top to bottom, I mean, this man was amazing. He was getting hammered from 2015, from day one. They were trying to help Hillary on her campaign, and they were trying to hammer his campaign because they did not want him to be president. Hillary was going to pick up right where Brock left off and continue us down this dark path that we're going down right now, and we would have gotten there even sooner. God knows what America would look like right now had Hillary had actually taken office. That is a scary thought in itself. Look at what Joe Biden's doing already. Bernie Sanders is in the background screaming that if they don't do enough in the next two years, that they're going to get destroyed in midterms and they're going to probably lose both the House and the Senate if they don't give their radical base everything they could ever hope for. And it, believe me, they're trying hard. With 19 executive orders in the first three days and he's doing another one, it seems like every day. So it ain't like it's going to slow down. They're pushing this fast, quick, and in a hurry. Things are going to change around us extremely fast, so you got to pay attention. Another executive order that he ended up signing that I totally disagree with is he wants to make minimum wage $15 by the year 2025. Why do I disagree with that? Minimum wage paying jobs are not meant to be living wages. They are for the younger generation Young kids go in there, work at McDonald's, work at Burger King, work at your local movie theater, work in the uh, stores at the mall. You get minimum wage. You learn how to work. You learn work experience. You learn how to be responsible. That's what they're for. Once you eliminate that bottom number and you go from paying somebody 9 bucks an hour or $8 and change, whatever the minimum wage is, all the way up to 15 business owners are not going to want somebody who has no experience and pay them that much money. So you've almost completely wiped out these kids' opportunity to get these starter jobs. Also, small businesses. Not that they're struggling right now as it is. Some of these people are hanging on by the skin of their teeth. Okay, You make them change their wages, which you know, if somebody agreed to work for $9 an hour, they agreed to work for $9 an hour. But if you end up getting, making forcing that guy to pay him $15 an hour, A, it's going to be more layoffs. Or B, the business is just going to go under altogether. This is not good for the economy. And if you don't see that, you're being selfish because you're just thinking to yourself, oh, I'm going to have 15 bucks an hour. It's not going to work that way. It's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. 
They're going to cut back staff. They're going to automate as much as they can. Unemployment's going to go through the roof. So you got to be real careful what you're hoping and wishing for because it's going to be your demise in the end. What you need to do is educate yourself, and I don't mean college education or anything. Trade jobs are just as good as a college-educated job, which is just as good as getting somewhere and just starting ground up and work your way up. You know, if you start at Publix or, or Walmart or wherever as a bag boy and you go from bag boy to work your way up to the register, from the register to maybe you're running the front end, from the front end you go to a different department, learn that department, and maybe it takes you 10 or 15 years and then you're finally assistant store manager or store manager and you're making good money. Well, if you started when you're 16, 17 years old at minimum wage, by the time you get to what I'm talking about, you're in your early 30s and you should be doing well for yourself. And if you're smart and you've invested that money into some type of retirement program, you're 15 years into the future. You probably got a pretty decent retirement already set up with plenty of time left and you're finally making some decent money. It is a journey, but that's just the way life is. If you don't want to go to school, you don't want to learn a trade then get in somewhere and get to the grind. That's just part of life. You know, you would hope that people would see that it's not a negative thing. I don't look down on anybody and you shouldn't look down on anybody, no matter what job they're doing. You know, they get in there, set a goal for yourself and go do it. But your $15 minimum wage. Yeah. All those jobs, they'll be eliminated. Gone. Yeah. Jeez. Also today they walked over the impeachment papers. I can't say enough times. Think about this just from a common sense point of view, please. How do you impeach someone who has already left office? It, I mean, it, the two don't jive. It's just, you can't impeach somebody who has left office. If that's the case, you know what? I want to bring impeachment papers up on Barack Obama because he sucks. Let's impeach him. Impeach him twice. Get him out and race him from history because he was the worst president ever. So why don't we do that? You can't impeach President Trump. He's already gone. And they may not even have enough votes. It looks like they don't have enough votes. I don't expect them to have enough votes. But regardless, this is just a show. This is them trying to please their radical base. You're not going to go anywhere with this. It's not going to do anything. Plus, the constitutionality of it is is just, you can't. Look, If you read the Constitution, it is for sitting presidents. You know, John Roberts, another dirtbag. However, John Roberts, okay, He turned it down to be the judge over the impeachment trial. So they're putting some crony Democrat in there as the judge. You know why he turned it down? Because the Supreme Court only gets involved when it is for a sitting president. He is not. He's gone. He's a private citizen now. This goes down to the criminal court. You go down there and you try him. You want to go after him? That's the way you go after him. You can't impeach him. They are so scared of this man coming back in 2024. All this is, is they're trying to get one thing out of it. They don't care about impeachment. They don't care about anything. They just want to make sure he can't run again. Man, that is power like I have never seen. They are so scared of Trump coming back in 2024. Why? Because he did his job. Promises he made, he kept them. He exposed the swamp and all the people in it for what they truly are. He got all the creatures out on Front Street. So everybody knows what time it is. He stopped their plan. The whole Great Reset, 
everything that they're trying to accomplish with this one world globalist communist order. He put a stop in it in the four years that he was there. They can't have him back because whatever they're going to push forward now, they know he'll come back and completely destroy it again. He'll build the economy up massively again. Everybody will think he's the greatest president in history once again, and it'll destroy what they're trying to do. And they're on limited time because all these old cronies that are in there, they don't have that much time left. My God, so many of these people we watch on TV, McConnell, Pelosi, Schumer, all of them, they're like late 70s. Some of them are already in their 80s. You shouldn't even be working anymore. You certainly shouldn't be up in Congress. You are not in touch with what's going on in the real world these days. You shouldn't be there. That's why there should be term limits. Ted Cruz, once again, he's bringing forth articles to try to reinstitute term limits. Certain ages, you get knocked out, and you should. To be honest with you, I don't think there's anybody in Congress that should be older than, say, 74. You know, if you're 74, that's it. You're done. Get out. You've done your time. Man, if you've done 47 years like Lion Biden has done, my God, you've been bleeding America dry for 47, half a century. How many people are seeing you as president weren't even alive when you got into Congress? You shouldn't be there anymore. You've done your time. And if you haven't accomplished anything by then, man, shame on you for being there for half a century and you've accomplished nothing. I'll tell you, Joe Biden did accomplish some good things. He did the three-strike law, which put more African-Americans in prison than any other president in history. So he did a great job there, but yet he says he loves, you know, people of color so much. Okay. Then what else did he do? Oh, that's right. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Good job, Joe. (laughs) The one thing you did, you hurt people instead of helping them. Way to go. That's what they That's what they kept voting you in for. They probably didn't vote you in, just like everybody else. You probably cheated during those elections, and somehow you've held on year after year or whatever. God, I can't believe it. It really depresses me when I think to myself that that bumbling idiot is the president. I just, oh, how we have fallen. <laughs> Anyways. On that note, I know I rambled on there a little bit at the end. Uh, I will be back again on Friday, and uh, we'll do it again. We'll see how much more comes between now and then. We'll see if anything good happens with the impeachment. I know that Rand Paul was supposed to talk today, and he was going to try to uh, shut the impeachment down. It's not good for the country. I don't think it's going to divide us any worse than we are already divided. Okay, But uh, what it is going to do is it's going to just tick some more people off. But I think that more than that, it just shows the kind of people they are. It shows the kind of person Biden is and everybody there. Yeah, We all knew you were no good before, and you're just living up to what we thought. Um, if you'd like to follow me for now, Twitter, man, my followers, I have lost thousands upon thousands of followers on Twitter. I mean, I'm down to, I think I'm at like 1,200 to 1,300. And I was up like at 20,000 followers. And I, I every day, every every single day I go on there to post things, and I'm, three, 400 down more. So they are purging me bad. I probably should change my name from little Joe's conservative corner. I'm thinking the conservative probably tips them off, but I don't plan on being there that long. Anyways, I'm hoping for parlor to come back up. But for now, if you'd like to follow me there, it's at L J C O N S E R C R N. I am at clout hub at little Joe's CC. You can also reach out to me, Gmail, 
L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at gmail.com. And I have finally signed up for Gab. You can follow me there, Little Joe's Corner. Otherwise, have a blessed evening. See you Friday.